captain of Ingog. Akiva's faces his job in GOG with Keeve and Ellie and Zooey. Hey fam, welcome back to New Girl, Old Guy for season three episodes 16, 17, and 18 of New Girl. I'm neither the new girl nor the old guy. My name is Ali Lasher and I'm here with the titular old guy, Akiva Winokur. Akiva, what's up? Uh, is should we do this every week? Just do three at a time. Sure, we could be done with this faster. No problem. Well, I just think that uh, I don't know. It feels like now we're blowing through the series. Like we're, I just calculated. We uh, next month we'll be halfway done with New Girl. Really? Mm-hmm. That can't be right. Yes, uh, I guess the there's only se- seven seasons. And one is very short. The season four uh, premiere is the halfway point of the series. Wow, that mm-hmm. feels like an accomplishment. Yeah, I agree. I think that's exciting. That makes us feel like we're actually getting something done. Oh, my God. And unlike you and Rob, we will end this podcast and that will be the end. We, we don't no, need more. We, this is what mm, we set out to do. Let's finish this first before we spike the football. <laughs> you, can't, you can't even commit to once a week. Yeah, I'm just saying, let's not, let's not, you know, spike the football on other podcasts. Let's finish it first, and then we can celebrate. Well, did you incorporate the jars? We have another jar that's going to come up. We'll be halfway done with the television show New Girl. I don't know if right. that's 50% the of The titular television show. Uh, the, the reason for the this, this se- reason. For the season. Yeah. Well, speaking of the reason I'm for sure. the season, mm-hmm. we're here to talk about Sister, Sister 2, and Sister 3 originally aired February 11, 2014, blowing right through Valentine's Day, February 25th, 2014, and t- February, nope, it's going to be March, but it, my IMDb won't load, March 4th, 2014. So no more Valentine's Day apps, although I guess episode two of this little trilogy was a little romantic. Uh, yeah, I guess you could, you know, there's definitely, uh, uh, like a romance, I don't know, I don't want to see romance, but there's definitely like a love interest type story in this episode. There's definitely a romance. Mm-hmm. Um, okay, so a couple of things to just unpack at the top here. Uh, I, I blew the lead because I was watching these episodes and I was laughing out loud and I tried to note where I was laughing out loud, mm-hmm. but I really enjoyed this little trio of apps. Did you, Kiwi? Yeah, so you said you blew the lead. Some people call it buried the lead, but I guess it's opening day for baseball. So in honor of like <laughs> Armando Benitez and John Franco, we could say we blew the lead. Okay, well, settle. That's a bet probably a better me. expression. Settle a bet between me and a Mets fan. Are you mm-hmm. going to be watching the Mets game today while we do this podcast? Well, I don't know if it'll. Ever... Oh no, I won't be watching during the podcast. That would be rude. I will. I will not. Really, Brian watches like games every time we do a podcast. Mm, um, I, I, first of all, I you need my attention. It's two twenty a.m. when we're starting. I just woke up from a nap. I need I, your attention. I, like I, I, if I'm watching a game, also like I will not hear one word you say. And people already complain sometimes. Like, well, Kiwi doesn't listen. Kiwi doesn't. Listen. I do listen. Just sometimes it's like harder to process at two twenty in the morning. And sometimes you are focusing on one thing, or you're looking something up for the podcast, and then you miss one thing that the person says. But there's no way I could do both. If this was, listen, if this was like the playoffs, then we could talk about it. But game one, first inning, and it, who knows if it even happens because it's raining, I think, in, in D.C. It's, I don't think it's raining enough to. Like it'll it start. It already got delayed. Already, like a million It was times. already delayed yeah. 
a few days ago. Yes, and today. So I, you upset answer, about Degrom? No, I'm just kidding. I don't want to keep talking about this. Yeah, of course, everyone's <laughs> upset about Degrom. But I think, um, I no, I wouldn't, I wouldn't, I wouldn't uh, watch a game in the in the middle. I really almost never do with either with any of the three. In theory, like it's most reasonable with Chester because I could like mention it on air and it wouldn't be. Oh, Chester's another big... Chester's constantly watching the game. And what's so egregious about that with Chester is that he's on video, so he's looking... Like, you could see him actively not looking at you. Yeah, he's a pretty decent multitasker, If you know. No, he's not. He'll just, like, trail off and look and go, oh, and then come back to you. Brian, it's pretty seamless. I just happen to know that he does it, but you wouldn't really Mm -hmm. know to listen to him. Mm -hmm. All right. Well... Let's get into it. Um, okay. Are you are you gonna digest the whole the whole through? No, I'll just give through? a I'll just give like a very brief description. This is a three yeah. episode series. It's really not a three part episode, right? It, it aired back to back to back with a, even a one week break between I think two and three. So, uh, it's three episodes where Jess's sister, played by Linda Cardinelli, comes to town. Uh. Is that how you pronounce her last name? And I didn't know it this whole time. What do you what do you what do you call I thought, it? You no, just, it's Linda Cardellini. Linda Cardellini. Yes, yes, I think that's right. <laughs> Linda Cardellini. I always called her Cardinelli. Okay, but I don't call her much. No, else. no, it's it's Cardellini. Don't no need Linda, to correct from the editing room. Linda Cardellini, um, uh, is is Jess's sister. Have we heard that she exists before this three episode arc? No. No, and in fact, right, like, Nick seems to know that she exists, but exists. But I think, like, Winston says, like, Jess has a sister. Yeah. So, like, nobody Which really knows. Which I think he's speaking for the matter. audience there. Yeah. And then Cece, obviously, has the background. Yeah. By the way, you're going to ask, so I'll just do it now so I can. <laughs> I'm going to say, I'm not, I'm not going to go through her and, and it gets spoiled. Uh, I'm going to say she does show up again. That's my guess. But it wouldn't shock me either way. Okay. Did you like her as her, as the selection? Oh, um, you're in the middle. Of the, see, you confuse me because you're in the middle of the digest. You pivot to the other Michigas, and then I forget to go back to the digest. Well, digest over. It's it's just as oh, that's it. Town, okay. Three episodes okay. of that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I'm just giving like a very basic. It says her voice work includes the animated series Scooby Doo, Mystery Incorporated, regular show Gravity Falls, and Sanjay and Craig. Now, I'd never heard of this show Gravity Falls, but when you say I, it says, what are you referring to? The top of her IMDb, but I did not. All right, I'll spoil further. it for you. She does not. You're incorrect. She does not return. So you're welcome to scroll through. Not great. I mean, they, they really like abruptly sort of enter arc, but we'll get to that soon. Gravity Falls, I don't know what it is. I don't even know if it's animated or if it's a kid show or whatever. But one of my hats, uh, it, one of the, like, the main hats in my rotation, is apparently a Gravity Falls hat. I just thought it was like a regular hat with, um, it's like a tree. It almost it's like uh, right, only Matt Ligori is listening for your hat content here. Hat content. But anyway, people will constantly <laughs> come over to me on the street. I never heard of the show. And be like, oh, gravity. Like literally is a security guard. Oh, at, that was uh, an Israeli accent. <laughs> at the train station, I was like, ah, oh, like you, you like gravity <laughs> falls. I'm like, no, nah, I just like the hat and kept walking. But it happens all the time. I've never heard of the show, but I get so many people asking about this design. 
Um, here, I see Jason Ritter wearing Okay, You his. tell Akiva that you don't have a lot of time to record the podcast, and he does 15 minutes on his Gravity Falls hat, which is a show Gravity nobody's Falls. heard of. That's what are you my point. About? I've never heard of it. but We but got it. You got a hat. We got it. Every got... day, people stop okay. me in another country and say, I like Gravity Falls. Cool hat. <laughs> Where'd you get it? All right. What did you think of Linda Cardellini here as a sister? You did not predict her. I think she did a good job. I did have a fee- I did have like a, a feeling when she sits down with Jess in a restaurant later during the three episode arc. I don't believe them as sisters. Hmm. I f- I felt like they were at the table. We hadn't heard of her before. This is our lead character. I wasn't buying it. I like no. the three episode arc. I I did like it, but I think it, it, the ending definitely pops something for me where it's like oh yeah like they're not really like why give just a sister and then just like oh off camera like yeah she's back with her mom don't worry about it just to like serve the story it was it felt a little weird to me i mean it's a little unrealistic that women in their 30s who have been sisters their whole lives would suddenly now find a way to resolve their decades old issues with each other to me what rang true as their sisters as like the way they flipped and flopped out of like being really mad at each other, really hurting each other, then laughing about their mom. And like, to me, that had the fluidity of siblings of like, I can tell you like something hurtful. You could see a mean text from somebody, but we're not going to have like a episodes long arc about it. Like we're letting it go because we're sisters and that's sort of like the tension of being siblings. Um, I do. Yeah, I did think it was like, okay, finally one speech from Jess and she's going to get her life together when she hasn't for mm-hmm. 30 years. But I, I just thought these, this, these episodes had a lot of laughs. And for me, it's honestly hard to differentiate because I watch them more or less in succession. So for me, it's really mm-hmm. like one episode, even though I know that was mm-hmm. not the intention. Um, so like overall, I don't know like which was my favorite one or which episode is yeah, better than the other. I just enjoyed the arc. Yeah, I think in the rewatch, it blends together. Even though I don't think they they meant for it to be like, oh, this is one episode. This was just in their mind. Like, we would not have watched these three episodes together if they were not titled Sisters 1, 2, and 3, right? Correct, correct. Even, um, even though, and maybe we should. Maybe if there's another arc where it's like, hey, someone's mom shows up or someone's old lifelong best friend like comes to town. Like, maybe we should do a few in, in a bunch. But... Uh, right, right. It's just a naming convention because different writers, different directors for all three episodes, uh, like we said, air different nights. Um, do you think this episode, do you think it was more meaningful for me as, you know, someone who has infinitely more sisters than you? Do you think? I thought you like, were going to say as a Jew. Do you think? Yeah. No, 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 no. There's other episodes like, do you think, do you think I know more maybe about women than you? Because I have so many sisters and you don't have sisters. It's really, uh, you know, it's so funny because my brother used to do stupid shit and I would be like, wow, I feel like a a tremendous responsibility that like I'm his sister and I didn't like prevent that from happening. Your Mm -hmm. sisters must have the guilt of a thousand (laughs) women on their shoulders. Merrick came out and yelled no and is shaking her head. (laughs) (laughs) Tell her I agreed with you. Uh, Allie agrees. I know, (laughs) I know lots about women and it's all because I have three little sisters. Uh, what a hilarious joke, Keeve. Um, no, but this first episode was extremely Jewish. Uh, Matt yes. Sturt said, is this the most Jewish episode? I mean, mm. it was pretty Jewish. There have been more like more Jewish jokes, but yeah. I, I, like, First of all, this bar mitzvah that will never end. We got like 
whole story arc's playing out. Meanwhile, we're still at the bar mitzvah. <laughs> the longest bar mitzvah of all time. Well, uh, so in the beginning, this gets set up that suddenly Nick is this great wingman for Schmidt. I don't know that we've really seen that in terms mm. of consistency in the last few seasons, no. but okay, we'll go with you for the laugh. Jess is getting a call from her mom, also surprised. Uh, her sister's in jail, and Jess has to go bail her out of jail. Uh, so we find out that her sister is this, like, older, rebellious type. Sarah says, who's the wild child between Allie and Rob? She, I assume Sarah means me and my brother. And how about between Akiva and his sisters? Mm. And then Akiva, which of your kids, other parent parenthetical redacted, do you think would most likely end up in jail? Oh, my gosh. <laughs> it's got to be a deer, and it's not close, right? Mm, well, one of my kids broke a toilet this week, so I think I'm going to have to give it to that kid. <laughs> no, I'm no, Mr. Banana himself. No one strikes me as a kid who could break a toilet. Oh, yeah, he would, but it would have been intentional. <laughs> Yosef, Yo, it was Yosef. He broke it unintentionally? What was he doing? He was, like, playing with a pipe. He, whatever. It's a long story. <laughs> okay, well, that's jail time right there. I think, uh, I think yeah, he, yeah, I think he's probably most likely. Are you the wild child? In, in, and then he would sisters? say, like, he'll tell the police, like, oh, Banana, Banana actually did, or Banana told me. Well, that'll told put him in the loony bin. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> I don't think I was the wild child. I don't think there really is. I think none of the four of us are wild at all. Yeah, I maybe agree. Kayla, if any of us. But we're, no, there's no wild childs in my. my all of my kids are w more wild than any of my siblings. I think. All right, um, producer Kelly says, "How many characters do we know at this time definitely have siblings or definitely don't?" And then she this recapped it for us. Do you remember? Mm -hmm. No, I I, this, I was going to say this is an alley question, but if PK is telling us, let, let's hear because I think it's Schmidt, useful. She says we know as an only child because he said it before in the context of his parents being divorced. Nick, we met his brother. Do you remember who played Nick's brother? Nick's brother was played by. Speaking I don't of remember. Jewish, Jewish, the league, Jewish played two Northwestern Nick characters Roll? on television. Yes. Okay. Um, Winston, we met a sister, and yes. so Cece and Coach and are mom. the only open items we did now yeah. could could end i mean unlikely that nick has more siblings because they probably would have been at the funeral at least mentioned probably, winston yeah. could have more siblings right the sister yes. was in town because she was playing was just basketball. a dinner it wasn't a funeral yet um and then cc and coach we don't know cc we do not know i mean i don't we didn't see any siblings at the wedding but maybe they knew it wasn't going to happen or something so here's my question and coach, do you we think know, yeah. we find out if either of them have siblings. Yeah, yeah, I think by the end of the series, we have a better idea, yes. Listen, okay. it's always evolving. If they need to give someone a sibling, they do. And listen, George has a has a, a brother mentioned once on Seinfeld, then obviously never again. Like, you know, Seinfeld was willing to give people siblings, too. I'm, friends certainly was. Like, uh, yeah, I'm not it's mad It's a device it. they use. I'm not mad. I'm just So you, you maybe want to meet CC and Coach's siblings. Nick wants to meet Jess's sister and is pressing. Do you think this is like a little weird I'm, I'm sort of leading the witness here because frankly like i think it's weird as the girlfriend or boyfriend to try to force meeting the sibling i think in his mind they've been roommates for a couple of years they're pretty close in addition to dating and so maybe it's like weird at this point that he hasn't i would definitely be upset father's wedding funeral i would me. i would certainly be upset i would be at the bar being like wow jess must be embarrassed of me if she didn't introduce me to your sister but i wouldn't be like forcing the meat yeah i i but i i think it is a little bit nickish i don't think it's the craziest thing in the world um but all right jess is gonna go through great lengths to get 
them not to meet. Uh, very sitcom-y, honestly. It should really just be like, hey, my sister's got a lot of issues. We have a complicated relationship. I love you, but I don't think it's time for you to meet her. <laughs> like, mm-hmm. I don't know why he's, she's not just being upfront, and instead she's lying about how great her sister is. Yeah, I think that I, 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 don't, I don't think any of things completely out of character here. Well, all right. Uh, we do find out what happened with Coach and Cece, which was sort of like a, my- a mystery. They made out and things were weird at Thanksgiving. Now, in anticipation of this dinner that Birdie is throwing, it's going to just be this forced double date with Coach, Cece, Birdie, and Winston. Uh, and it, Essentially, she never texted him after that date. And he texted her Happy Monday, and she ghosted that text. Uh, are you satisfied with, with the ending of this here? Is that's the explanation for why they're yeah. not together? I mean, again, a lot of it's like we have these actresses or actors we like, and then we can't get them. A lot of it's, like, logistical. We uh, can't get them. It's Coach and Cece. They're in every episode. Oh, no, no, no. I, I thought you meant – I thought you were talking about Birdie. Um, no. Yeah, I think this is fine. I, I like the idea that they're trying new pairings, especially now that we have six. The combinations are uh, there are just a lot more possibilities than when there's four. We've really seen all you know every probably every grouping of the core four at this point has been um, in a you know in a, in in like a subplot or something together. So I, I like I like putting Coach and Cece together and trying out new pairings. No, see, I wish they pushed it a little bit further for exactly what you're saying. Like, I think they put their foot on the gas with Coach and Cece and then immediately backed off and then gave us this Band-Aid on a broken arm to explain why it resolved perfectly amicably. That Cece Mm -hmm. would just ghost her best friend's roommate, that would never happen. Like, maybe he didn't text her. What I could, if I would do a rewrite, it's that he's mad that she didn't text him and she's like, you didn't text me. And that they both had like a misunderstanding, mutual ghost as a result of their egos. I don't buy that coach is texting her happy Monday. Producer Kelly was like, would you go someone who said that? Absolutely not. I beg for a happy Monday. I'd be thrilled with a happy Monday. <laughs> like that's suddenly not good enough. Or the men we've seen Cece date and tolerate her best mm-hmm. friend roommates, ro- her best friend's roommate is going to reach out and she's going to just say, I'm not answering. That's insane. Knowing you're going to see him again. And this whole, like, oh, suddenly we have no chemistry anymore, I also don't love that. Like, to me, I'm looking at this as, like, they didn't want to go full uh, Joey and Rachel. They didn't want to cross any boundaries that would put her off the table from Schmidt. I think they could have ridden this a few more episodes with a little bit more exploring their actual chemistry. I think this felt like a very premature, like, stop on their relationship. Mm Mm-hmm. No, I agree. I agree. I don't know why they chose to do this even, but it, I, I agree with everything you said. All right, so let's take it to the bar mitzvah. Um, we get... Uh, I, I do love the line of Schmidt saying... Um, uh, or of Nick saying, I'm not watching a circumcision. Yeah. He has no idea where he is. Uh, Producer Kelly says, how would you rate random kids bar mitzvah on the list of Jewish events to meet someone at? Uh, remind me whose bar mitzvah this is. It, it's like he like crashed this bar mitzvah because he wanted to get to know the rabbi's daughter. Right, he wasn't invited. Right, yeah, the rabbi's yeah. daughter part I got, but uh, yeah. So like, uh, Nick is really like, you know, fifth wheeling this like thing he's not invited to. He's not even like a bar mitzvah crasher. Do you think that? Do you think after wedding crashers they should have made a bar mitzvah crashers movie? I think there's that should be still on the table. Yeah, I think they should make that. I agree. 
Um, I, it's funny. Sarah said, has anyone in your life actually met at a bar about mitzvah and gone out to date? Yeah, actually, my, like, second cousin, actually, my mom's second, my mom's cousin's daughter mm-hmm. and my family friend's son met at my bat mitzvah and went on a couple dates. How about that? That's good. Yeah, we have a couple, like, my friend met Mara's friend at uh, our wedding and then got married. Do you know my cousin, the best man at his wedding and the maid of honor at his wedding got married and mm-hmm. then they were like the best men and maid of honor at their wedding? Mm-hmm. That's beautiful. Yeah. And everyone's still married? That's amazing. Yeah, I mean, it wasn't that long ago, but yeah. Yeah. Well, and also like if there wasn't, Allie would have had to like, hold on, got to cut that, make a note, sorry. They're not listening to this, I can promise you that. Yeah, but still, I don't, oh yeah, uh, you, you know. I don't know. Your standard sometimes is pretty high for what it's cut. I mean, if you get divorced, you get divorced. That's, That's what I always say. <laughs> okay. Um, so Schmidt says uh, that the uh, Rachel or Rachel is a beautiful mm-hmm. piece of Hummantaschen. Producer Kelly yeah. says, Hummantaschen shout out. How was your Purim? We never talked about this. Uh, H- was, how was, was Cricket the Frog? Cr- cricket was, uh, it, it was great. Big hit. Uh, what was Yosef was um, was a teal that? Power a ninja Power Ranger with a lot of sass. Yeah, yeah. Um, and then Noam was a Corona tester. <laughs> By the way, Rachel, um, her last name in real life is Rachel. It's her her name last is name is Ra- Rachel. Yeah, her last name is Rachel. Ironically, it's Alan That's funny. Rachel. Um, John Lovitz showing up yep. as a rabbi. I think, like, I feel like Lovitz has played a rabbi or somebody like this so many times. They, it's funny because like he got like paunchier, and then and then uh, his agent was like, "All right, well, you can't be the lead anymore, but we get you tons of like any show that needs a rabbi, you're like the first call at this point, basically." Which is weird because he do- he gives very L.A. rabbi vibes to me, but he yep. doesn't give like any other location rabbi vibes. I would agree with that. I I, I don't think he's uh I don't think he's, he's serving a, Reconstruction. You know, I think that's it's probably true. He is an L.A. guy. He you know he's he he he's he's an L.A person um he um yeah i don't know how his grandfather was fival in chilvalovaluchi um yeah i don't know how like jewish or whatever he he was growing up but like the uh, religious but i but uh yeah i i think i think uh lovitz is probably played a rabbi if i had to guess seven times at least um Sarah says, I love John Lovitz in this role. Do you have any good Jewish jokes? He tells some some Jewish jokes. I did like two Jews but walk into a bar, they buy it. Well, these two particular Jews happen to be rich, but they worked very hard. <laughs> that made me laugh. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I also don't think you see a lot of rabbis playing. You, you see a lot of rabbis telling Jew jokes in 2022 or even 2014 when this when this is airing. I mean, maybe you know? not publicly, but maybe in the side at a bar mitzvah. To like random to random Gentiles at a bar mitzvah. I guess they've <laughs> yeah. had a few drinks. Well, he doesn't know that he's a Gentile. Maybe a California rabbi who's who's you know had a few drinks. Oh, you he don't doesn't think he know is this Judar? man. I mean, you think Jake Johnson if at a bar mitzvah in the scene, you think he's like registering as Gentile for sure? No, 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 no probably not. And 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 the jokes are pretty relatively harmless. I don't think. I think you could tell them to people who aren't on the team. You know. Okay. Would you believe that? I've. Uh, oh wait. He he was already on. He was in the box episode as the same rabbi. Yes. Yeah, yeah, I forgot about that. Yeah, he was he was the uh the 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 Hebrew school teacher. 
And according to his Wikipedia credits, this is the only role he's been credited as Rabbi Blank. Interesting. In okay. Well, maybe that's one of the reasons why I remember him as Rabbi, because we've literally seen him on this series as Rabbi. Um, at least one of us remembered, or at least Wikipedia remembered. Um, the, the is, I, a, ma- a waiter goes up to a table of Jewish women and says, is anything all right? That's very overdone. My mom loves that joke. She makes it a lot, but it's common. Um, Lovitz tweeted three years ago from Santa Monica. <laughs> Didn't t- turn off his location. My whole career, other Jews won't harm me because I'm too Jewish, he said. Today I was told by a Jewish director I wasn't Jewish enough to play a Hasidic rabbi, but yesterday I was hired by a non-Jewish director to play No Joke Santa Claus. Well, I... Uh, that, that seems very difficult for him. I wish mm-hmm. him the best in getting work. Um, all right. Can I ask you, is there a difference between a nutball and a goofball? I think a nutball is a little crazier than a goofball. Goofball is like fun and endearing. Nutball is like crazy. Yeah. Yeah. I, yeah everything you said. Is, yes. Here's my favorite line of all three episodes, I think. I didn't laugh out loud at this, but I did. I do like it. <laughs> when he's like, what a Shonda. And Nick's like, what's a Shonda? And he's like, it's a Shonda. A Shonda. What a Shonda. Like, he doesn't explain. That's like you explaining, like, Yiddish. Like, I'm what's so a sh- good at it's explaining a Shonda. No, but to me, like, that's when somebody, when I say it's a Shonda, which is something I use frequently, mm-hmm. um, some, and someone asks, my response is always like, ah, it's a Shonda. Like, it is what it is. Yeah. I, it's funny because it's one of the, it's like a pretty easy thing to explain. You just say, like, it's an embarrassment, basically. Yeah, but doesn't it have the edge that it's more of it's an embarrassment, but like specifically to Jews? Uh, I don't think I don't like think it's inherent. It's just because of the Jewish word. My mom explained to Shonda to me as like when like Madoff is in the news. Yeah, that's a Shonda. Th- yeah, like no, to that's, the Jewish that's people. That's for sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That I mean, that definitely works. But you could be. I think you could be a Shonda without like the. Uh, I like uh, also like uh, the or- Orthodox people will use Busha also for the same thing. I don't like Boucher No? Mm. Mm. Not my fave. I did like Baruch Atat in Nice Dress. I've never heard that. Yeah. yeah. I guess, uh, yeah, I guess he doesn't mind taking God's name in vain. Um, you know, you're a parent, so Jess and Abby are kikiing about their mom, and oh my God, Abby is turning into their mom. That's yours is which of your parents are you turning into? As a parent, do you find yourself... Uh, becoming more and more like Ooh. one of your parents i don't it's a good question this is people are gonna say this is a stupid answer i feel like i'm too young for it still i feel like it'll happen but i feel like i'm a few years away still from that all right what's weird is i am in my late 30s and i because i am the firstborn of young parents certainly remember my parents 30s like i i remember my mom turning 30 even like pretty vaguely so i i remember them at this age i just don't i don't know that's so funny my mom just said that to me recently that it's like she says it's very weird when you are an age that you can remember your parents being Mm -hmm. which is i I never thought about before it's funny that you say that you're 38 but um i don't think i maybe mara or someone would would argue but i don't think i'm like either of them yet but i'm not i'm not denying it's gonna happen i just don't think i am yet so Abby sees the text from Cece. Has Abby ruined everything yet? And she runs away. Jess goes to outside D. I love that. Have you seen a girl that looks like me but with chaos in her eyes? <laughs> oh, by the way, um, I didn't ask you, but you're already your mom. No, no. I'm the worst parts of both my parents. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, you've said it before. Um, so 
I do love that Jess Schmidt and Nick are talking at the bar about whether Jess is ashamed of him, and that's why she hasn't met Abby. And I love Schmidt. If she's ashamed of you, then she's the stupidest bitch in the whole world. <laughs> oh, that made me laugh. I wrote I LOL wrote next to everything that made me laugh. I, I wrote that down, and, and like I didn't write it, but in my head it was like, oh, yeah, Allie loved that one. And Max Greenfield, I think, can deliver something like that exactly how it needs to be delivered, right? Yes, because if he says it with good. any sincerity at all, it's lost. What is so funny is the, the cadence. She's the stupidest bitch in the whole world. Like, the, like the, I'm, I can't even, it's just, I'm not thinking about it. It's falling out of my mouth, and I immediately know it was too far once I've said it. <laughs> yeah, no, I agree. Perfect delivery. Um... All right, so we already talked about the Happy Monday. We're really crushing through this. Um, Nick Nick lives up to his best wingman status, and he does one of the most uncomfortable scenes that we've seen on New Girl, but certainly in this little stretch with that old woman. And not oh, yeah. the most – that was awkward, but the Yami sitting on top of his head was even more awkward. Yeah, the whole thing, the whole the, – everything Nick does at the bar mitzvah is horrible. <laughs> Uh, the plan works, though. The plan for Nick to cause a scene and then Schmidt come in and punch him out and then get the attention of the rabbi's daughter does work, but it works for Dr. Nussbaum, unfortunately. Yeah, yeah the single Dr. Nussbaum. Um, and I feel right. like, you know, he's single. Like, I feel like he's, a, he's like a single doctor in his 40s. Like, he's probably, Dr. Nussbaum, I feel like even in 2014, he's probably gay. And he just didn't tell the rabbi, you know? Well, be, be careful who you're talking to. You reach a certain age and you're single and you're just, you're done? No, but I feel like I know from personal experience, I feel like that happens sometimes. Like the rabbi's like, oh, not anymore, not in 2022, but like when we were younger, it would be like, the rabbis would be like, oh, yeah, I can't believe, like, he's such a catch. How's he not single? Like, oh, yeah, he's lived with the same man for 15 years. He just didn't tell you because, like, Bo. you're a oh, rabbi. We, lo we love homophobia. <laughs> Um, no, whatever. It was no, a different time. It was a different time. <laughs> sure, sure, sure. Um, but all right, so they all resolve it. Abby ends up meeting Nick. It all goes well. I love, I love Nick's why lie. Do you know how many Millers have been or are currently in jail? Um, and I laughed so hard at this scene where it's like, what's your address in case I want to get any, quote, deliveries? <laughs> Nick's like, depends on what you want to get delivered. It doesn't play on the podcast, but that exchange made me laugh so Yeah, it was so very hard. funny. Yeah, and it also sort of true to life. Like, you go somewhere, you're like sort of a little kid, and that you sort of like are just like there out of force, and it's like, I don't even know where, where, where we are. What's this address? Like, you know, little kids have very little access to information. Um, yeah, but it is as an adult though that with an art, with a smartphone, it's a little yeah, strange. But it, it did, is true. I didn't care. It was so funny. Yeah, I agree. I wrote um, down a few things from the first episode. Oh please. Um, would you want to go to a party that had ten to eleven soups? Oh, we did get a lot of questions about this. Not a lot. Matt Stewart was like, uh, "Are cream based soups gross?" It's it's the cream based, not the quantity for me. You know. Yeah, but if let's say it was just a soup party, let's say it was like. You know, different parts of the of the house have like different soups, and you could go around and and try different soups. Would that be a party? Soups that of the world. You? Yeah, something I, like that. I like soup, but something about like sharing vats of soup with people feels a little like who knows what fell into which pot. You know. Well, what if there's what if it's a classy party and there's someone ladling it to you? You're not like sticking your whole grubby hands in there. I mean, I would. Okay. 
What do you think? All right. Um, yeah, I mean, I, I like soup, so I would do that. But I, I'm surprised. That, I'm surprised it's not done more often, like a soup party. Um, also, she's unable to check the address where she lives, Linda Cardellini. But she changes that plane ticket on the way home with Jess in under five seconds. Like that must be some kayak.com or something like an amazing website. She truly changes the plane ticket like dirt, you know, in a maybe four and a half second span. Incredible. Yeah. Unrealistic. Maybe she's got some like concierge service. Doesn't she doesn't seem like the type of person who has that. But yeah, it's possible. All right. Anything else before we go to episode two? No, that was those were my notes from one. All right. So, uh, Abby is the good time gal. She's playing sky knife with the bros. Um, I do love that the knife almost falls on Jess and Nick's like, well, you were in the drop zone. <laughs> Horrible game. Yeah, I feel that way. You know, he made this circumcision joke before. And I, I, you know, of course, like you're a crazy person if you're like up there in front, like watching the circumcision. Um, I call it the splash zone. Like, you don't want to you don't want to be there. <laughs> Hilarious. This is your own kid. That's um, not good for that's our what brand. It me of. No. Um, all right, Abby's like, I'm having such a good time. I want to move in full time. Uh, Matt Stewart says, what's so offensive about not wanting your sister to live with you and your three roommates? Like, the conceit of this episode is that Jess is going to go through leaps and bounds and hoops and hurdles to, like, try to get her sister not to live with them. How about no? I, you said hoops and hurdles and it made me think of, like, what if they had, like, a track race that had a hoop also? Like you jump over five hurdles, <laughs> like a cat, like five. a dog, like a yeah. Instead dog of instead course. of over ten hurdles, like the Olympics was like five hoops, five hurdles. Keith Keith ball. Yeah, I think. Uh, yeah, I agree with what you're saying, but she's like so down in the dumps and so like pathetic at this point that it's hard to be like, no, you can't live with us, or we don't want to. You know what I mean? Like, I mean, there's it, no it's room. A it's scenario. like they have to. They would have to live in the same room, Nick and Jess. You know, it's yes, like a big, but it's, it's not like they have an open room. It's still hard to say no to family. I would have no problem telling my brother, you cannot live in the one bathroom, four bedroom apartment and make us five people. It's not here. really a one bathroom in the classic sense, though. It's one bathroom. Yeah. It's um, one shower. I, one shower. That's true. Um, yeah. I think it would be very bad if he's like trying to move in with you and like three other people. But I think <laughs> I think um, where would he keep his jerseys also? I think that. Uh, <laughs> I yeah I, I agree I it's just hard because she's like so down in the dumps it's sometimes hard to say no to somebody you don't want her to hit rock bottom um all right well speaking of rock bottom Winston's whole arc this episode he's waiting to find out if he passed the police entrance yeah. exam um but we'll get back to him so Nick gets roped into uh Jess's plan to distract Abby while she goes and looks for an apartment so that she can kind of like serve up the whole thing to Abby and hope that she accepts it. Um, I did like this little reverse psychology moment. You outfox me, so I'm in. That was a good exchange with Nick and Jess, I thought. Yeah, I agree. All right. So Winston, in an effort to be distracted, goes to Coach's job and uh, intervenes while Coach mostly sexually harasses his client. It's probably good for Winston to have intervened, but it seemed like mm -hmm. the client did want to hook up with Coach. So a bummer for Coach. Um, yeah, he uh, C-blocked him or whatever. But, I, yeah, but I I, I do like the, co the Coach Winston stuff I do think is is good, but I agree. I don't know why they didn't stick with, with CC for the whole arc here. It doesn't make any sense. Um, well, let's let's follow through the rest of this Coach and Nick uh, – sorry, Coach and Winston arc. 
Uh, coach ends up getting frustrated with Winston, so he looks at his results, finds out that Winston fails, um, and then ends up, like, trying to get him back on his feet. Uh, Producer Kelly says, is it surprising that they would let Finston, Finston, <laughs> Winston bad. fail at something? This might go back to the friend Seinfeld discussion, whether they let the main characters lose. Yeah, I don't think it's surprising at all. I think, like, right now he's in a rut, and, uh, you know, nothing's coming up uh, Winston, but he'll turn it around soon. Um, I did love, so then uh, Coach ends up trying to divert his attention and say, like, get this job at the restaurant or the coffee shop. You don't really want it that bad, so you won't be as stressed, and then you can focus on the cop job, and you won't want that as bad because you'll have this job. Winston gets so in his head, psychs himself out completely, botches the interview, Producer Kelly says, what's your go-to greatest weakness in job interviews? This is really where Winston falls apart. Oh, what do I say my greatest weakness is? Yeah, I feel like that's more of a TV thing. Are people really Yeah, I haven't gotten asked. It definitely people do ask it, but I haven't really been asked it in many years. Uh, you know? We could always try. I hate standing up. I'm bad with numbers. And from the bottom of my heart, I don't believe women should handle money. <laughs> yeah. I think in your life, only women should be able to handle money. What, is, what does handle mean? Like, I don't know. <laughs> That's your issue with it. Yeah, define handle. Um, but all right. He's like, maybe I just didn't fill out the back of the test. I didn't choke. I'm just careless because he didn't fill out the, the back of the application. They go to the police station and it, he took the test on the computer. <laughs> Yeah, it doesn't make any sense. It does not. Um, I did like when he's like, all right, I want to take this test. Da, da, da. He's like, all right, we offer it tomorrow morning. And he's like, what about my last score leads you to believe I'm ready to take this test in 12 hours? That is funny. Uh, also, how often do they offer this test? Like, they just offered it. It's, it's, I feel like it's a once a year type thing, you know? <laughs> I don't know. Sometimes I feel like they offer, like, certification or, like, an entrance exam, like, multiple times. You can take the LSAT multiple times in a year. Yeah, maybe they're, like, hard up for cops or something, but maybe it's, like, do you think it's a Shabbos thing? Because I know with the SATs, they only offer them on Saturday, but then, like, for the Orthodox people, like, they let, there's a Sunday edition. You gotta, you know, you got a letter, or I guess if you just go to the Jewish school, the school takes care of it for you. Yeah, Winston's getting in on the Shabbos plan. He's getting on the Shabbos cop plan. (laughs) So, Nick, meanwhile, see, by the way, with, you don't see a lot of cops with yarmulkes, if you think about it. Well, you don't see a lot of cops without a little hat on. Yeah, but I feel like under the little hat, <laughs> under the little hat, I don't think there's a lot of yarmulkes. What about in, uh, well, there's soldiers in Israel with yarmies. Yeah, I meant, in, I meant in the United States of America. Gotcha. All right. If you're a cop that wears a yarmie, let us know. Let us know. Um, so Nick's at the car museum with Abby, which really needs to improve their security. Yes. And spills I mean, the, the car beans. Museum, why? You think people are going to steal a lot of cars from the car museum? Also? No, because Abby's like up on the car, like standing on the car and like nobody's there. Yeah, to get yeah, her yeah. Down. That, yeah. That I don't think they let that fly in like the Louvre. That's for sure. I mean, I don't I've never been to a museum of any importance that would ever allow that. All right. Well, meanwhile, Nick you, has to call in Schmidt. Like museums. They're not. Mid. Well, I don't think they're mid. You there? Yeah. Oh, sorry. I was just drinking some Coke Zero. Okay. Um, love some 3 a.m. Coke Zero. So <laughs> Nick calls Schmidt in for help, and that backfires because Schmidt ends up hooking up with Abby. He walks in on Schmidt tied up in Abby's apartment. Um, 
And, you know, the whole thing falls apart. With an apple in his mouth. Yeah, I, I did. Shelby says fave lines are Nick trying to be chill and saying, oh, natural, oh, casual. <laughs> Nick, Nick uh, Jake Johnson does such a good job here panicking, I think, consistently throughout these scenes and keeping the yeah. energy up to where, like, I felt a heightened sense of anxiety. I agree. Yeah, great acting uh, first at first from Schmidt, but now uh, Jake Johnson is really uh, doing a good job. And then I love this. When they have the dinner with Schmidt, Abby, Nick, and Jess, and she's trying to tell people, Jess is trying to tell Abby about the apartment where there are no uh, single 16 to 72-year-old men. And um, Nick has rehearsed lines uh, for that Jess has written him. And uh, Linda Cardellini is giving Schmidt a special under the table. I laughed so hard at this whole scene. Yeah, by the way, the scene that you referenced where they go to get her an apartment and it's like, uh, so there's the no like veterans. eligible man. It's like, no, it's mostly gay veterans. Like, <laughs> it's like very cartoony, but it is it is um, it is pretty funny. You Church had me a gay veteran. Yeah, I love yeah. that. Um, yeah, she's really good in that scene. Yeah, I think that this is good. Actually, Car- this is probably Carta- Cardellini's best scene. Also, she's like very convincing as like, listen, we yes, we're moving very fast, but like we've already surpassed your stupid, you know, years long relationship in one week. I just love Nick also in, in the spirit of having a moment of outrage that goes too far, like Schmidt did earlier in the first episode. You're a garbage person and you should live in a dumpster with rotten snails. Yeah. <laughs> just like, this is my sister. <laughs> I love that. But also true. One of the worst things in the world is the line, can I borrow your glasses? We're going to role play as you guys. Yeah, that Horrific. is a bad line. Now, I... <laughs> And my kids know. My kids are always like, "Can I see your glasses?" Or whatever. Like, I'm. I don't. You don't lend out your glasses if you have bad vision. You know. I mean, I didn't know where you were going with that. <laughs> my kids know. I'm like, "What do your kids know?" Yeah, don't ask to borrow my glasses. I'd, I'd rather like uh, give you my yarmulke than my glasses. Well, wow! What a betrayal to God. I thought you were pious. Probably easier to get a new yarmulke than glasses. You just go to one of these bar mitzvahs. <laughs> you only have one yarmulke. Uh, no, obviously I don't only have one, but I, I, like, do wear the same one every day. How many do you have? What's your Yami stash? I like, around the house? A million. But I, I really have one rotation. I wear it basically until it gets worn out, and then I wear a new one. Where, what does a worn-out Yami look like? And how is a Yami getting worn out? It's just on your head. Yeah, I guess, it, like, the ins- depending on the inside, it'll get gross or something, and then, I, like, yeah, it gets, like, harder to clean or something. All right, that's it. It's game over How many today, times have you forgotten to take it off and gotten in the shower with your yummy on? I don't think since I was a kid. I don't think because I, you got you got a whole routine because especially you got glasses. Where do the glasses go? I put the glasses in the yamaka whenever. I mean, I I've clean. gotten in the shower with my glasses on by accident before. I've and done then they that. Get and wet and I'm like, oh, it. whoops. I've also done it on purpose. Um, <laughs> okay, well, but, that's personal. Yeah, no, I just like I don't know. I, I don't, I'm, I'm trying to think of a reason why, but I definitely have. Um. But, but, yeah, no, I, if I take off my glasses, whether it's go to the shower or, or to go to sleep, they go in my yarmulke so I could find them both in the morning. Because, remember, I wake up in the morning, I'm blind, so I, I like, sort of need to know where they Me are. Me, too. Sing it, sister. So. Mm-hmm. What's your, what's your script? Mary, what are my glasses? <laughs> Doesn't yeah, prescription. Know script. She said around eight and nine. Oh, my God. Yeah, I got bad eyes. Oh, you're really blind. Because mm-hmm. I feel pretty blind, and I'm minus four and a half. Oh, yeah, yeah, so I'm twice bad. Minus eight. That's good to know that I have further to fall. Yeah, but I feel like I've been like this for a long time. You may be locked into the four or five range. Yeah, I'm, I'm pretty stable. You ever think about um, uh, uh, laser eye? LASIK? 
You know, it would be amazing. How amazing would it be to wake up and be able to see and not, like, deal with glass or contacts? But it would. Yeah. It would take me a long time. I can't even imagine waking up in the morning and being able to see. Like, to me, that is not something that's ever happened to me in my life. Uh, It would be very bizarre. And um, also, like, glasses are such, like, a part of my face. It would would take a long time for me to be okay with it. Every time I got off, like, a train or got out of a car or something, I'd be like, all right, shoot, where are my glasses? Probably for years. I agree. However, like... It would be amazing, but the risk, even though the risk is like so low, the risk just feels yep. so high. Like yep. I don't hate contacts enough to risk putting a laser in my eye, even though I know I'm ignorant. I don't understand. Like it it's, seems no, to be the you. least risky process. I'm with you because I think the downside is like pretty low. I Sometimes it's annoying, like, because especially you have kids, like they're grabbing your glasses. One of my kids like accidentally broke my or smushed my new glasses and they like were almost damaged beyond repair. And they're still not the same, even though after they got fixed. So I do. There is like a nuisance of like glasses are expensive, and you really have to like protect your face and whatever, or they could get bro- broken, especially if you have like the plasticky type. So uh, it would be nice to just be able to see, but I think at this point that should be sale. Do you want to know the score of the Mets game? Uh, no. It hasn't started. Uh, that was a trap. Okay. <laughs> it's Did I pass delayed. The test? No, no. I just thought you'd be like, it's delayed. I thought you would know. No, I'm. I got full attention here. I'm not even on Twitter. Now, are you going to stay up to watch it? Mm, but prob- probably not. No. Is it freaking you out that I'm going to be a bigger Mets fan than you this season? I think that's fine. No, I think I think that I I, th- I think that's fine. Like maybe you'll go to Shul more often. Also, like who knows what happens? I have to start going to Shul now. <laughs> One of us. Does. You don't go to Shul? I'm joking. I'm joking. But I think uh, no. You Davin? Yeah, I I. I can't I was just explaining to someone I can't wake up at two thirty in the morning every single morning and like watch an entire Met game. I can do it for football season because it's once a week, you know. Do but you know I know the, they play so many freaking games. They play a lot of games and mo and it's like it's a lot but doable if it's just like part of your nightly routine at seven o'clock. It's not realistic to do it two in the morning. Do you did you do the judle today? Before we go to episode I did it. That's the wordle for for Jews. I have not done it. I don't do it every day. I'm so bad at it. I have the last three letters, and I only have two more guesses. You want me to give it to you? This is a little bit more of a Renap idea, but... So that Mm -hmm. we... You already explained what it is. So it's six letters, and the last three letters are ish. Okay. Do you think it's Kalish? No, there's no A. No. I don't think it's a proper noun. Well, Jewish? Oh, my... No, no, there's... uh, Oh, my God. If it's Jewish, I swear to God. Have you not used an E yet? No. E was my only other vowel, so I knew it was more or less certain that the second letter was an E. It's Jewish. Oh, my (laughs) God. (laughs) You want to know what I guessed? That's early in the run. Yeah. How did did this go? I guess Purims. I always guess Purims. That's crazy. (laughs) Wait, can we talk about why that's not a good guess? Because, first of all, P is not like. It's a terrible idea. It's a terrible guess. Wheel of Fortune does not give you a P. You know, it's it's I a know. it's a four I, point keep, word. I know it's bad. For some reason, for some reason, I get very intimidated by judo. Like I missed that. I yeah. guessed six Corums, is hard. Also, shofar, Danish. Yeah. That's where I got the ish. <laughs> okay. Mitzvah out of nowhere because I knew yeah. that most of those are used, and then that's that's then Jewish. I feel like that's a big one that they're using. You know, early in the run. Well, it is what it is. 
Yeah, it's much different with six letters also. It's harder to think of good starting words with the six than the five. All right. On to episode three, sister three yep. here. Uh, Schmidt and Abby. Abby's going to move in with Schmidt. Uh, Schmidt and Abby are hosting a brunch. This is one week after episode two. Um, and it's very strange to me that Jess is getting jealous or moved by Abby and Schmidt's relationship at all. I don't know why that impacts her in any way. She should sort of be happy, but it's almost like she's mad, like, not just like Abby, you know, like, she's mad on both sides. Like, oh, you're both going to be a bad influence on each other. Do you feel a little bit of that? or? Yeah, I mean, I don't think it's, I don't, yeah, I just, I don't know why. To me, her anger is more like she feels in competition. Yeah. Like, at, like you said earlier, like, Abby and Schmidt are further along than me and Nick. Like, that's deranged to think that. Yeah, it's deranged to think that. You should have more confidence in your in in your relationship with Nick. Another time I laughed out loud is when Jess is trying to be all up on Nick like Abby and Schmidt, and he's like, "Back off, get your own slices!" Like, mm -hmm. Screaming with his mouth full, I was laughing so hard at that. Um, but okay, we find out that Abby's a jewelry designer. Schmidt is wearing a necklace of dangerous garbage, um, and Jess, to compete with Abby and Schmidt, decides that. Nick and Jess need to move in together to the same room. Now, is this just because I've never lived with a guy that it seems like a dream scenario to live in the same apartment but different bedrooms? Yeah, and you could even play it as, like, well, this is, like, you know, where I get ready and keep my stuff. Like, even if you literally, like, sleep in one of these You rooms could sleep there every the night. 100% Why would you give up basically a closet? You have your own closet. Like, why would you give that up? A walk-in closet. Yeah, it makes no sense deranged again now they don't have their own bathroom so it's like a little bit uh like it doesn't matter as much really but you ha you're in la you oh if we're talking ensuite bathrooms then this is not even worth having a conversation it's about. not worth having a conversation i would agree um but jess uh nick is at the bar with schmidt doing 13 reasons why he does not want to move in with jess uh, mm -hmm. One of them is, how is he ever going to change his clothes again? This is yeah. a little bit of a Seinfeld reference. There's good naked and bad naked. Mm -hmm. uh, do you think there's a difference between being naked and changing? No, I don't think so. I think this is like a weird Nickism. See, I kind of agree with Nick. Yeah. The utility of, like, changing is very strange. I mean, he's not, like, vacuuming, though. You know, the Seinfeld was more like doing, like, weird household chores versus didn't really get into, like, changing or something. No, no, no. I'm, I'm saying this is an original take on sort okay. of an old concept, yes. but I'm just saying mm -hmm. I agree with it. Like, I do think, like, I could have seen someone naked, but mm -hmm. if they're changing, I will turn away. It feels more private. Like, oh, sorry, you're changing. Interesting. I feel like that, I guess, I feel like that feels a little bit like, I don't know, you're like kids, like, oh, your friend's changing or whatever. You're like, looking. but I hear, I hear what you're saying. Nick eventually does change into his nightshirt. Uh, Matt Stewart says, Akiva, would you ever wear a long shirt like that? I don't remember what shirt he wears, honestly, but no. It's I'm like a, a nightgown. It's like a long T-shirt, like to his no. knees. Of course. No, I would never own that or wear that, no. Uh, well, we find out that Nick uh, Schmidt is saying, like, he has to experience new intimate, like, in intimacy. What does he say? Like love will fill your cracks or something like show <laughs> that's not the expression but sarah says schmidt having one sponge and using it for everything is so out of character did the writers forget he was a neat freak yeah that's gross like one sponge what do you mean like just mm -hmm. is that implying your dish sponge is also coming into the shower with you no i mean i that can't be true 
maybe one kitchen sponge. I don't know. That's still gross. The toilet? I don't know. Anyway. Yeah. Um, I freaking laughed so hard when Nick is talking about his necklace. And he's like, I can't even take you seriously with that. It is so ugly. What did you run on materials? Looking at that thing, the sex must be awesome. I laughed <laughs> so hard at that. Mm-hmm. Incredible. Yeah. Uh, we, we anytime, do... anytime somebody like does something like that, you just that, that's the line. We do find out, Akiva, that Coach shares your feelings. That usually when he's friends with a girl, it's because one of them is trying to hook up. So he mm-hmm. agrees about your single. Everyone and by agrees. the way, I listened back Everyone to the agrees. podcast, and I remember – now I understand because I said every single guy and I meant single as in not in a relationship. Yeah. But you understandably thought I was saying every single guy on the planet. So just a little correction it, from last it, week. Um, mm-hmm. But yes, that every available man who's friends with a woman wants to sleep with her. Coach is like, this is weird. I'm having this deep, meaningful friendship with Cece where I'm doing kind of a gay male stereotype and nobody wants to sleep with anyone. Strange. Yeah. Um, Cece, with the help of his her new best friend coach, break into Schmidt's apartment. I freaking died. Treachery. First they came for my silverware, and I said nothing. That was before this meme was, like, completely played out also. Do you think that's played out? Yeah, the first they came for, beyond. Yeah, yeah, yeah at this point. It's it's. A, I mean, I don't even a, want to call it a meme, but like the you know. But so yeah, it's not a meme. Like, <laughs> Wait. Yeah, I take that back. But you know what I mean. You know what I mean. <laughs> I thought for a second you meant the gif of like him saying treachery or something. I was like, no, 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 no. Um, I do love so Cece and Coach have this whole friendship weaving through the episode, and uh, Schmidt says like, I can't be the only one who thinks this is like a real bummer. Sarah says, Do you like Coach and Cece as friends? Yeah, I think yeah, I, I think we should see them together. It gives Coach more like a more stuff to do, more options for you know BC stories, whatever. I I think it I think it's interesting because also like they're the sort of number five and number six, but like got to put you know I mean CC is literally like in the opening credits. Coach is not got to you know you got to get them more involved, and it's a core six, which is better I think. So I like it. Um, speaking of getting them more involved, I mean, I think the, the tension between Jess and Nick and like the failure of them living together in this episode is like really doing more work to later matter when Schmidt's getting back into the apartment, right? This whole episode is like a way for Schmidt to get back into the loft. A hundred percent. Um, I don't buy that after they, like they were living in the same room to give Abby a place to stay for at least a day or two. I don't buy that they would so instantly have all of these problems that have never been an issue before. Oh, he's never worn his nightgown. She's never read before bed. Like, yeah. they only have sex in the bed and then sleep separately. Like, I don't understand. Yeah. yeah, I agree. A lot of these are, like, very convenient just for the episode. But, I mean, I guess part of it is is knowing that you can leave if you want to leave makes these things more livable. Yeah. And then, like, That's the true. time you feel like you can't leave, maybe it's more egregious, if I'm being generous. Yeah. I'm with you. Uh, but Jess ends up taking Abby and Schmidt's sex hotel room as a staycation. She lies to Nick and says that she's going on a field trip. Um, Producer Kelly says, just a staycation at the hotel. Have you ever gotten to do anything like this? Thinking Keeve's 30 Days in Connecticut didn't involve singing Judy Garland. Yeah. Not the first 30 days, not the second 30 days. Um, I, 
No, I didn't do that. I did make a note like this hotel in Los Angeles for Jess is like nine hundred dollars a night. Oh my god! Like, that's a but that's Schmidt like a bought big it, hotel you know? Yeah, that's true. It's Schmidt's hotel room, and and they say Abby bleeds people out. I mean, no, it's insane. It's insane that they would just let her have this hotel room. Like, why they mm-hmm. wouldn't go to it? Okay, yeah. if the first night they got stopped because they couldn't keep their hands off each other, like, why aren't they getting there the second night? Um, right. I love being in a hotel room myself. I've been lucky yep. enough to be able to do it for like recruiting stuff with work. I love it. Yeah, I obviously love it. I've done it a lot. Uh, it is great. It really is like very relaxing and freeing and stuff. Um, I wouldn't do it for more than a month, <laughs> again, <laughs> maybe, but yeah, it's nice. And limitless ice. Men love ice. Yes, although I did not get ice once when when uh when i was there i i I may be the exception to the ice rule honestly is it non-kosher ice no it's kosher i just don't really i don't know i'm just not a big ice person i know everyone else is a big ice person at the hotel i'm not i I don't even know where the ice machine was on my floor (laughs) so Cece is convincing schmidt that they need to tail abby Mm -hmm. and they find out that she was just getting zippers um and then later um Coach and Cece have a conversation, and Coach says, Cece, how long have we been friends? Have I ever steered you wrong? What are you really doing this for with Schmidt? So, Kiwi, I ask you, what is Cece's motivation in going through all of these hoops to help Schmidt out with Abby? Is she jealous? Does she really worry that Abby will take advantage of Schmidt? Why does she care if she hates him? What are we doing here? Yeah, it's a good question. I don't know. I think it's a jealousy thing mixed with a caring. People yeah. like to get involved sometimes. You know, sometimes people try and be the hero or get involved. And, hey, you don't go out with that person or stop this person from doing something bad. So and I, don't, I think it's, like, true to character. Producer Kelly says, you touched on this last week, but are we fully just over Schmidt being a total jerk who cheated on CeCe as of the, these episodes? When CeCe says he'd do anything for the people he cares about, seems like we're just supposed to forget altogether. Yeah, yeah, I will never wrong anyone. Um, yeah, time heals all wounds, and it's been, like, 18 episodes at this point so (laughs) tv it it didn't even happen i think part of it is is seeing schmidt at sort of a legitimate risk knowing that he would be manipulated by abby if she wanted to manipulate him and it ends up bearing fruit he does like go in on leasing a storefront she ends up bailing Mm -hmm. and knowing so knowing that schmidt is deep down a good person and knowing that abby manipulates and like uses guys i think seeing him in a legitimately precarious position has made her put her sort of anger aside because she does want to help him and at the core she still cares about him so i think this moment this work we see cc doing does a lot to sort of push it forward not that we don't remember but that because of the extenuating circumstances she's willing to put that aside yeah i'm I'm with you i think i i yeah i think she is uh Again, like I, she's still mad, but she's not like furious, so she can do stuff like this. So basically, everything sort of wraps up neatly with a bow. Winston exposes that Jess and Nick don't like living together. Uh, By the way, you say Winston Abby... exposes. You, we didn't even deal with the the C plot in the third one, which is like constant pantsing is happening. Oh yeah, we have a question about that. Um, yeah, Winston is, is nervous about the physical part of the exam because Nick pants him with the underwear in with elementary school, which is Can't so brutal. The, Can't do with the underwear pants. 
I mean, Matt Stewart said, how can you be friends with someone that pants you in front of everyone? But again, they saw his diggling. Isn't that what he says? Yeah, yeah. Horrible. We don't condone that on this podcast. We're anti-pantsing with the underwear. We're, this is an anti-pantsing podcast, at least. I yeah. don't know about generally, but definitely with the underwear. Well, I don't think kids do that anymore. I, like, I, 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 we'd have to, like, I can't imagine what happens. I mean, the threat of pantsing, I feel like, was more discussed in when my youth, like, oh, you'll pants him, I'll pants you. Like, but nobody actually did it. We knew of the concept. Oh, no, it definitely happened. But I don't think it happens. Not in my case. Like, I'm saying as a touchstone for the early aughts, it wasn't really happening mm, in my see, area. It didn't happen in front of you. I feel like it was happening. Mm, don't you think I would have been a kid who pants people if it was acceptable? No, I think it's mostly boys doing it to other boys. Okay, well, that's fine. Um, so everything gets wrapped up here. Winston's going to apply himself, retake the test. Jess and Abby catch up, and Jess is like, you win, you're better than me, your relationship's better. And Abby's like, are you kidding me? Uh, you know, I'm whatever. I bounce from relationship to relationship. And Jess is like, you're Abby freaking day. You could do whatever you want except vote. I guess she's a felon. Mm-hmm. Um, and that inspires her to leave Schmidt, go back home to her mom, and save up money to win some independence. Um, and that leaves Schmidt with a rented storefront. And the way he's going to pay that rent is by subletting his loft, Meaning he will be back in 4D and the entire gang will be back together under one roof besides CC. Yes. And Jess and Nick now live together again. They'll be back. I loved asking's just a formality because my name's on the lease. Yeah, that, that is funny. Um, I also have, I have a note uh, when Jess comes back from the hotel and Nick is questioning her, which is a funny scene. He's asking her like because she had you know, said she yes. was on a school trip and asking her like which hotel room were you in how much did it cost what do you have for like and just as like nailing all the answers i is that ali-ish oh yeah good luck catching me in a lie <laughs> yeah my um, note is can ali lie this well <laughs> let's get to the guide unless you have more notes love the kiwi notes mm-hmm. no that's it for this one so um we already covered linda cardellini um Producer Kelly says, what does Keith think Abby's biggest lasting impact will be? Multiple choice. A, getting Schmidt back into the loft because he's out of money. B, forcing Nick and Jess to move in together. C, reminding Cece of her feelings for Schmidt. D, something else? Yeah, it's good. I think it's. I think a little bit of A, B, and C. I, I think we're on the journey to them, her, them being back together. I think, obviously, we were moving towards them... Um, uh, them being together is is Schmidt and Cece possibly, or at least like exploring it again. I think we were certainly on the path of Nick and Jess living together, and then Schmidt leaving the loft. I think ultimately will be forgotten in the history of the show. That's the least important. All right. Um, let's see if that's correct. Not that we'll remember, but. No. <laughs> um, all right. So we got, it's interesting, Matt Stewart and Kelly, God bless them, gave us winners for every single episode. That's absurd. I just have a winner overall. Okay. I will say that producer Kelly said that the first episode winner was Cece, the second was Schmidt, and the third, uh, I don't know, what. Uh, I, I think. Sorry. Oh, I'm giving it. I'm giving mine to 
to Jess. I, I think Jess gets the third one for sure because Jess has the great night in the hotel room, classic night. But I think ultimately she is fine moving. She's probably a little bit more fine moving with Nick than he is with her. <laughs> and she sort of has this reconciliation with her sister, uh, like ends up playing the family role, which for whatever reason Jamie Lee Curtis wasn't willing to. We get very little of Jamie Lee Curtis other than like a phone call to explain to Jess that she's got to take care of this one. Um, well, I think Jess is the winner here for sure. Uh, Matt Stewart says Nick Schmidt and Winston in that order. One, two, three for the three episodes. Um, Kelly did give us an overall winner. She said Cece. She wins sister outright than sister two. She has the great scene in her apartment with the gay veteran imagining a guy and his great veggie lasagna. Then in sister three, she's got her great friend scenes with coach and her rekindled something with Schmidt ending with saying, I truly hate it about Abby's bracelet. Just great. I'm with you, Keeve. I think it's Jess. I think the biggest thing that happens here is that she cleans up her sister's act. She's got tension with Nick over like meeting her sister. She gets, she kind of gets to come clean about her family drama, which she's been worried about. Um, I, I think it's Jess. We're, we agree. Yeah. Same page. Um, all right. Uh, we wrapped that up, baby, in an hour. Love to see it. Let's do Crushed a little it. banana minute. I love this banana minute. Okay. I'm going to play just the long one. I, w- I feel now. like we have such a, a backlog also of good ones. No, that we don't. Played. We're fresh. We're not, ba- we're not backlogged. Did, I don't think you ever played the Purim one. I did. I didn't. I play the cricket, the frog. Isn't that why I mentioned it? Oh, maybe. I don't remember if you played it. I remember. I mean, if you guys know cr- don't know Cricket the Frog, we'll go back and play it. But I'm going to play the, the first one you sent. I think we didn't play Cricket, but we'll we'll see. Let people n- let no, us I'm pretty sure time. we did. Okay. Mm-hmm. Hey, Jose. What? What's Banana what? up to? Uh, look at that and putting bombs in the park. No, no, no more of this. No more of this. There's a bad guy all right when the woods in the park. I just, he might, it, it might, you know, objects are closer than they appear. You know what I mean? Uh. What do I mean? What am I, what am I saying here? You know? Yes. What? I don't know. Yeah, well, well, I hope, do you have any friends who are a good influence on you? Oh no, that was so cute. Sorry. Good. Like kids who tell you to do nice things. What's a nice thing you've done recently? Behave this whole thing. Behave this whole what? The whole thirty-second banana minute? No, behave the whole day. Oh, the whole day. What else? What other nice things? Have you ever done something nice for somebody? Uh, hit mommy with a teenock. With with okay, great. <laughs> Uh, behave the whole day? Like, if you want to do an Israeli impression, just listen to your son. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, <laughs> 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 um, let's do a Garnsman next week. We're, yep. we're over an hour here. Yep. Uh, a, a couple plugs. I was on with Rob. Uh, people are calling it the best, the best survivor podcast that's ever happened. Wow. No one's Those calling it praised. that. Okay, I'm sure someone But I'm this. calling it that. I thought it was good. Um, mm-hmm. Zvi wrote to us and said, I'm sorry, I don't know where else to put this, but Ali Survivor feedback episode this week was phenomenal. Straight fire for two hours. That's all. Mm-hmm. Back to New Girl. So wow. if you're interested in Survivor, uh, I covered week four with Rob at Rob is a podcast. Rob is a website.com. Um, it was a lot of fun. I hear Ali doesn't miss. That's what people are saying. You didn't doesn't listen. Miss. You should have listened. It was good. We make fun of um, you a lot. I will listen but i am i have not seen the episode yet i've not seen the episode yet so i don't listen to the survivor podcast until i've seen the episode 
you don't really watch Survivor. It's time to come clean. I do. I'm just usually uh, sometimes I'm behind. I'm a I'm a busy boy. Can't relate. Um, all right, you can check out Renap as always. Mm-hmm. You can check out Thirty Two Fans. You can check out Thirty Two Fans Patreon podcast. Mm-hmm. Um, Lots of stuff you, there. Yeah. You could check us out here. You could follow me at Last Tweets. You could follow Kiwi at Keeve Twenty Six. Mm-hmm. And we'll be back. What's uh, your AOL screen name? What was mine? Yeah. I had a lot of them. Oh, you didn't have like one. My main one was X Reality TV because ALI was capitalized. X like EX or X? X, the letter X. Like X. X Reality TV. Okay. Was yours Keep 26? Uh, Keep 26 was my backup. No Name 26 was my uh, email and and whatever for many, many, many years. No Name 26. Mm-hmm. I was threatening a drop, a Shabbat drop, that would drop this tomorrow, but I think this still has to drop next Wednesday, because we're not going to record another one in between, are we? I, I We could, but I think let's just... <sighs> hmm. All right, fascinating. Mm-hmm. We'll be back at some point. Uh, season 3, episode 19, you ready to guess, Kiwi? Well, I'm not going to guess the title. No, I'm going to tell you that, are you ready to guess the episode? Yes. Fired up. Fired up. Oh, I'm going to guess someone gets fired. Who gets fired? Jess gets fired again from teaching. Okay. Woo! All right. We'll see if we have an emotion episode next week. Uh, bye. Bye. See ya!